Hey friends, welcome to the Bullnox Sports Show, episode 39. We are getting close to episode 50, only 11 away now. That will be a big deal for this program. Episode 50 will be even more magical than episode 25. First we'll have to get to 40. Yeah, big news. The show's been canceled at episode 40. Which, no, is, which is a number that everyone <laughs> dreads. <laughs> so, this is episode 39. And we're going to begin with our first five segment, which we've been doing for a good good time, good while. And get ready for the first five. The first headline that we have today is from Yahoo Sports. Take it away, DJ Benny the Bull. All right, so this is a report by Cassandra Negley, writer of Yahoo Sports, and it's Jazz's Mike Conley Jr. in lineup for Game 3 versus Nuggets after leaving bubble. So Conley Jr., he left the bubble to be with family. He was having a baby, so he's able to finally come back now after also actual quarantining after leaving so yeah the Utah Jazz will have another one of their strengths back with Mike and he is back for game three against Jokic and the Nuggets this was reported by ESPN's Adrian Wojnowski and he also he tweeted yeah so his he had a birth of his son, Elijah, which is the name, and so a minimum of four days, just like how, you know, Pelican's Zion did when he left for a uh, family emergency, and so Woj just tweeted, um, Utah Jazz guard Mike Conley Jr. is clearing quarantine soon and will be in lineup for game three after Den- against Denver today. So reported this morning, sources told ESPN Kylie returned to Orlando on Monday night. So he re-entered the bubble on Monday after attending the birth of his son, Elijah. The next article we have is from Deadspin.com. Very good source. The author is Jesse Spector. And it has been proven fact he is really a ghost. Ooh, Wait, I Jesse thought it Spectre. was Eisenberg. <laughs> no, not Jesse Eisenberg. <laughs> it's Jesse Spector. Ooh. Okay, let's move on. <laughs> um, it's titled, We Ranked the Worst... Beside himself. We Ranked the Worst Number One Picks in NBA Lottery History. And this is pretty self-explanatory. They rank the worst nine of all time. So the nine worst number picks of all time are ranked from the best worst to the worst worst. <laughs> so if that makes any sense. So for example, number nine is Purvis Ellison. Who? Um, that's what I asked too. I said I've never heard of a man. He's from the Sacramento Kings in 1989. And uh, <laughs> let's see. He played with Washington Bullets. That said Mookie Betts. And then, after a couple years, he was gone. Oh, oh, Tim Hardaway is listed under there. And in this draft, Mookie Baylock, Tim Hardaway, Vlad Divac, 
were drafted, but they were drafted 12th, 14th, 26th, respectively. So that means that they weren't in contention for the number one pick. So maybe the Kings could be more excused since they chose Purvis Ellison, not those guys. Because you can always look back at history and say, how come they didn't choose Mr. Jim Smith, who was number 60 in the draft? Well, you're not going to know if that guy is good back when you draft. There's no way to know. Exactly. So this one, all the statistics, the scouts, the NBA experts said he would be a big star, evident by number one pick. But overall, he ended up being a big bust. But in his defense, he was not the worst of the, of the worst. So at least he could hold his hat on that saying, I wasn't the worst of the worst. <laughs> And a lot of these guys are horrible. We'll skip to the last one because, well, Greg Oden is on this list, number four. Greg Oden. Unless you want to offendly say uh, a certain uh, Andrew. I mean, <laughs> if you want, we could do them all fast. No, it's okay. all right. We can name them all, but we don't need to discuss it. Number eight was Joe Smith. Went to the Warriors, 95. Jeez. This is when the Warriors were horrible, laughable, and abysmal. Not now when they're winning multiple championships. Everyone's saying, I've been a big Warriors fan of my whole life. You know, they just put on Warriors gear last night. But <laughs> this is when being a fan of them can be looked at more as you really were a fan of them, not big bandwagoner. That's right. Next, number seven, the most recent on this list, Markle Fultz. This one's more disappointing because I'm a big 76ers fan. He was drafted number one, traded away immediately. Barely got to play due to injuries. He's a guy that, if healthy, maybe could have contributed. Now he's the Orlando Magic starting port guard, and he's been playing perfectly good. And he's probably the only guy on this list that's still playing currently in NBA and might be productive. So that's why he's number seven, not like number one. Number six, Andrew Wiggins, Cleveland Cavaliers, 2014 draft. And he's been perfectly fine Let's say he is better than the T-Wolves. He was Rookie of the Year, so that's something. He's a perfectly good rotation player, but he's not reached his lofty expectations of the number one pick. We'll say that. Mm. Yeah. Nice hat, though. Number five, Andrea Bargiani from the Toronto Raptors. Big bust. Was this the time when the Raptors were bad? Yeah. yeah. This is when they are bad. They drafted oh, him and... He wasn't an embarrassment, like they say in the article. but Not, not abysmal. Not abysmal, but was never good enough to be the number one pick. And I think sometimes these guys who play like centers or power forwards, number one picks, sometimes don't pan out due to injury or how they play. And Barani was perfectly okay. He's like a role player, fringe, fringe guy, but he's expected to be the next Shaquille O'Neal, like that big. So since he wasn't, that was a big disappointment. <laughs> Number four, Greg Oden, who he's probably the most, most disappointing because people said he could be the next star, the next superstar, but the man was so yeah. hurt, couldn't even get healthy ever in his career, that his career was over before it started, which is you, the most disappointing. Do you believe he would have been uh, the face of, you know, he would have been the, the guy for the Blazers? Yeah. Well, they always show that picture all the time sometimes it's sad to see but they always show brandon roy greg odin lamarcus aldridge in a photo of like the three superstars that never happened because mm. brandon roy was really good too but he got hurt 
and Aldridge is still good. He's the only one of us once who's... Well, he's not great anymore, but he's perfectly fine. He's fine in the Spurs. Number three, the one I hate the most, Kwame Brown. Abysmal. Like what, a, what a laugh. Like... He is atrocious. Oh, one. And he was treated like shit by Michael Jordan. Treated like shit by Kobe Bryant. And... Oh, Similar to Brown, you can find Eddie Curry at number four. Hisaka got Diop at eight. This draft didn't have any really good players. There was Pau Gasol, who was good. Tyson Chandler. And then some, Jason Richardson, Sam Bardier, Joe Johnson, Tony Parker. All better than Kwame Brown, who his career was one of the most laughable. Number two, Michael. Olo Wakandi. Who I never heard of. Went to the Los Angeles Clippers, Clippers in 1998. Clippers. That's when they were really bad, too. He's found in the Timberwolves. Now. He dominated at the University of Pacific for one season. Looked like the second coming of, of a superstar. Once he arrived in the NBA, he was horrendous. Like worse than Michael Dulick and Jerome James, who also were in his draft. Owen Kareem Abdul Jabbar called him uncoachable. That's saying something. When Kareem says it's uncoachable. Yeah. Always listen when Kareem. And this is probably potentially the worst pick in history because of picks after him who should have been chosen higher. For example, Vince Carter, Hall of Famer, went number five. Dirk Nowitzki, Hall of Famer, number nine. Paul Pierce, The Truth, number 10. Mike Bibby, number two in a solid career. Antoine Jameson was solid, number four. Heck, even. Reef left friends, the number free pick was perfectly fine. But Michael Okuande may be the most worst of all, considering <laughs> if you look at people drafted after him. Because there's some drafts where there's no one good. Like, well, there's no one good. It's not like horrible they chose him. This one, there's like five guys at least that are going to the Hall of Fame or already in the Hall of Fame. And they put Michael Okuande was like, Garbage, but yeah, maybe he's working at McDonald's now. I don't know, but <laughs> no, it's he's the best of all. Yeah. yeah, and then Vince Carter. Yeah, now right behind him. Number one or one A one B. Anthony, atrocious Bennett, <laughs> went to the Cleveland Cavaliers in twenty fourteen. He, I feel bad for him because he should not have been chosen number one, because his play at UNLV, the University of Las Vegas. Uh, he was perfectly good, good rebounder, good scorer, good for the Running Rebels. But the Cavaliers saw something no one else saw, so they drafted him number one. And he only started a total of four, count them, four games. <laughs> and his career is officially over years later. This is 2013. By 2017, he was working at Walmart. His career was over. What? They say that, but it's a joke. Uh, and then he tried to come back, but didn't make it. This one, some people who drafted after him were Giannis, 15th, Rudy Gobert, 27th, Ooh. Victor Depot number two, Otter Porter Jr., number three, and CJ McCollum, number 10. And Mr. Bennett was a complete bust. Wow, CJ McCollum, all the way down there. And... He's the second, third, the third best on the and when, right now. And when you ask, when you sometimes mention, why do teams continually just struggle? Why are they always bad? This is one good example. The Cleveland Cavaliers are a horrible drafting team. 
They horribly whiffed on Andrew for Wiggins. Years, for years. Horribly whiffed on Anthony Bennett. And keep in mind, these are back-to-back. Bennett, 2013. Wiggins, 2014. So they, back-to-back years, they chose two mistakes. But Anthony Bennett doesn't mention here. He did have explosive knee problems too, so maybe that hurt him. But I don't know. I think just I feel bad because he'll forever be mentioned as the worst number pick in history. But I think he's probably a little bit better than Michael Ukwande. I think he's the worst ever. But that Anthony Bennett is up there. Yeah, so he's absolutely Because at least this 2013 draft wasn't like stacked, stacked. Because like Giannis is good, but out of porters, whatever. Odipo is perfectly good. McCollum's perfectly good. And Rudy Gobert is good as a defenseman. But the only like, superstar is Giannis in this group. Yeah. You could, you could argue uh, uh, Oladipo. Well, he's good, but not like superstar. Like superstar. Yeah. yeah. All right. That's the end of this article. Yeah. McCollum is, is just is almost up there. He's good. He's, he's, he's getting there. He's still young. I thought he was a little bit there. He's like only 28, 29. All right, we have a few articles left, and then we're done for yeah, the first five. Headlines or ideas, whatever it is. And remember, it doesn't have to be sports-related. And this one, next one for me is on the all-new fan experience. Let's just call it. That is named WWE Thunderdome. And you might, you might ask... Is that a new pay-per-view? No, it's not. <laughs> there's there's more to that. It's actually a way for the company to start bringing fans back in, yet without bringing fans in the building. So, Interesting. Just like how we've seen, I mean, most that have watched um, NBC, AGT, America's Got Talent, as well as National Basketball Association, NBA, have been doing for having the boards, the LEDs, um, showing the fans via uh, whatever platform they're using. So what is the WWE Thunderdome? So precisely, it is a state-of-the-art set, video boards, pyrotechnics, that's fireworks, lasers, cutting-edge graphics, and drone cameras, that's a first, that will take WWE fans' viewing experience to an unprecedented level. The Thunderdome will virtually bring fans into the arena via live video on massive LED boards for every Monday Night Raw, Friday Night SmackDown, and WWE pay-per-view event. So I'm thinking they're actually leaving out um, the NXT brand. So that's maybe they have something else planned for that. I, I hope they kind of do. Though it's fine where it is because it's going to be separate. Um, their brand, their TV is going to be staying. At uh, well in Orlando too, though at Full Sail University or Full Sail Live, so they they have their own thing going on. And a few more right here is actually a Q and A. I mean a FAQ. <laughs> so um, you know questions that we ask, and it will be available to fans globally. First come, first serve. Seating is limited, and eighteen years older. You can register. To be a, have a seat to be in the crowd virtually and if someone under that wants to come in like one of your little brothers sisters 
then you could uh, have them just as long as it's all right and you're with um, your mom, dad, or legal guardian and agree to the terms. And all this is absolutely free. And for those of you listening, any of the fans, like Jack, uh, probably heard about this by now. Um, I hope that you could be a part of it. I would like to see other fans that, you know, that, you know, possibly know be in there, you know, see one another, be seen by the other, um, the superstars that are in the, in the building. So that would be cool. <clears throat> and no assigned seats. So you'll be, they said it'll be chosen at random or would just be placed around. So you might not even be like sitting next to who, you know, who you know. <laughs> That's... You won't be able to, to pick it. And actually, they just released a clip that is for tonight as with this, finally, SmackDown is back to being live. And so everything, all this experience starts tonight and let's say that it is going to be back live and so we're, I'm glad we're able to to be able to witness this on Fox tonight so the next time it will be for SummerSlam so I hope to be a part of that myself that was DJ Bamboo's last solo article we move on to my last regular solo article it's from ESPN it could have by- been James Oley, titled Arsenal's Avian Wayland signings make sense as time's running out to close Champions League gap. As evident by the title and simply said, Arsenal is a step behind teams such as Manchester City, Liverpool, Man United, Chelsea, Leicester, is a step behind those squads in terms of team success and team uh, like quality of players and Abian is a star superstar he scored over 70 goals since he arrived for the Gunners back in 2018 when he left Borussia Dortmund he's been their man their hero their star and Willian just left Chelsea in a bit of betrayal a a la Los Angeles Dodgers to San Francisco Giants or New York Yankees to Boston Red Sox went to an arch rival. So Willian packed up his bags, ripped up his Chelsea gear, and put on his Arsenal gear. So now he's a member of the Gunners. So we'll see if he can stick it to Chelsea, if he helps Arsenal become more successful. And Arsenal needs to start playing better. They've been playing middle of the road, middle of the pack as of late. DJ Benedict is very depressed, very sad. They're not abysmal. I don't know, like abysmal, but not They're not somewhere, good. Somewhere not good. Yeah. We'll say middle of the road. Yeah. And TJ Bullion Bull is very depressed because my Manchester City has been playing excellent, rubbing in his face, saying, "In your face, my team is playing good. Yours, not good." Yeah. But they weren't last, and as far as I remember, they finished in the top ten. So at least they were average, not below average. I wouldn't say depressed. Just disappointed. Loved, yeah. And now, that's the end of that. So basically, Avian and Willan might help them compete, or they might finish in a similar spot as last season. Hopefully, they finish in the top four, which if they did would be, to be honest, very amazing slash surprising. Now we move to the fifth and final article 
of this first five segment from Bulls.com, NBA.com, Sam Smith's mock draft after Chicago Bulls land number four overall draft pick. The writer from the Sun-Times and the Bulls mailbag every week. And simply put, the NBA draft lottery was last night. So commissioner it's supposed to be in Chicago, right? As usual, though. Isn't it like New Jersey or something? Yeah, and virtual, of course. And Commissioner Silver does not do the draft. It's that uh, deputy commissioner. I want to say Mark. What's the guy's name? Do you remember? Eversley or no? No, that the deputy commissioner. It's like. Uh, oh, it's yeah. It's I know you know what I mean. Yeah. He did it, and then. Uh, the Bulls got the number number four pick. Keep in mind they drafted number seven three years in a row. And they've chosen Kobe White, Wendell Card Jr., and who was the other guy, do you remember? He's on Oh Markinen. Larry Markinen. They've chosen those three guys in a row. Now they're number four, very which good, is a big very, very good picks, by the way. Way up. We'll see who they choose. Sam Smith has them choosing potentially. Yeah, um, there's Denny Avdija. Maccabi. As well as Tel Aviv. So he's from Israel. Small forwards. And that could help. That's a position I think we need to strengthen because I think for the future, Kobe White at point guard makes sense. Zach Levine. We need small forwards, the same. Yeah. Zach Levine at shooting guard is best. Then Laurie Markkinen, I want him to be in the lineup. So I think if we got. Danny Avaji, then marketing at point at uh, power forward makes sense, and then center is Wanakar Jr. So we would have Danny take over for Autopor Jr. Autopor Jr. will pack up his bags and leave Chicago, and and go party elsewhere. Go party in uh, the Lakers or somewhere else. Yeah, he's, he's a party boy. So, so probably this could be a good pick, and they say. A quote, we'll read it out. Ball, which is not Lonzo Ball, LaMelo Ball. Uh, ball would be appealing for attention and excitement yeah. and need as the Bulls job a true facilitating point guard. But it still can make sense of seeing what Kobe White and Zach Levine could do together, which I agree with. Yeah. The win position is complete, virtually empty. If it's good together. his international experience, he's already a pro who could also be a secondary ball hitter. Luca Light, that wouldn't be too bad. <laughs> I agree. I think I he would be a good pick. I don't personally want LaMelo Ball because I can't stand his dad, LeVar Ball, and where LeVar Ball will come and start pouting, crying, being a baby. Like, my son's not getting enough minutes. So that will make Chicago a shit show. And I don't want that kind of drama. We've Did already say shit show? Yeah, shit show. Oh, yeah. We've already had that kind of drama with Boylan and other, and other players like Jimmy Butler and stuff. We don't, Derek Rose. We don't need that. LaMelo Ball can go somewhere. We don't need a pig powder. Who's that other one that you said? Is after before Butler? I said Boylan. Oh. Because <laughs> like 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 he wasn't a, a big powder, but like the team had constant like. You saw him at times. Though. Yeah. He'll be like screaming. And. About the side. Personally, I don't I don't know about Lamel Ball personally, but I still want his dad making the, the team a, a shit show. So I think we should stick with a more professional, more mature guy <laughs> and uh, Daddy of G of G. So sorry, Mel Ball, but I don't want you. Other other favorites, uh, with I mean from our favorite teams, the Hawks. 
Yeah, let's do let's do all our teams. So, the Hawks are, are number six. six. Uh, Anika <laughs> Okangwu, not, not too bad. From USC. The center. It says he could help the position addition of Quinn Capella and John Collins. He's a center, which could help oh. Trey Young. Add that toughness to all the skilled shooters, and Trey Young was in its own way. And also, we have next uh, the Wizards. Killian Hayes, France point guard. John Wall might come back, but as we know, we mention this every day. It oh, seems he might like know of Makoka. Oh yeah, France. We mention this every day. John Wall cannot stay on the Very court, possible. but maybe. Killian Hayes could become the next starting point guard for the Wizards. Oh, and your favorite. Where? After the after losing. Oh yeah, losing Thomas Sarasky to the Bulls, there was no replacement. He could be it. He was he was on like your no mention. Uh, I wouldn't mind if he leaves the Bulls list. And most of our favorite teams, sadly, did not make this. I mean, one of the favorites that I usually don't talk about is the Spurs. Oh, I thought you hated the Spurs. No, I don't hate them. No, I don't. Um, yeah, so they they might choose Patrick Williams for a state. He's a small forward. He could be a big steal for them. And that's really all we have to say on this fifth and final article from the NBA. Thanks for listening to our first five. We're going to move on to talk about the Chicago Sky, Chicago Fire, and finally end with our NBA NBA playoff playoff coverage. So stay tuned for all that exciting news coming up in a few minutes. We're back here on the Bowling Hawk Sports Show. I'm CJ Hawk. DJ Valuable. And we did not mention it, but we're recording in person yet again, just like episode twice 38. So we've done it twice in a row, twice this week, which is very exciting. And now we're going to get into our match, one of the match recaps of the day. Very excited for this one. I'm going to lead off with this one and talk about this one mostly. Then the next one is more in DJ Valuable's wheelhouse, his expertise, so he'll handle that one. So we're going to begin with the Chicago Fire versus Columbus Crew match from last night. This was very momentous, very big news, because in months ago, WGN and the Chicago Fire came to an agreement where the Chicago Fire games would all be ho- exclusively on WGN. And that right. sadly didn't happen due to the pandemic, COVID-19 crap. So all the Fire matches during that MLS is back tournament were not on WGN. That was not at Knicks today. None of them. They were all only not on. Live at least, yeah. Only ESPNs and Fox Sports. It was odd that one time they were able to show the ESPN yeah. game days later. Right. <laughs> so. On WGN, so. So the Chicago Fire, very excited to be big, on WGN. Yeah, big start. They got their commentators who, I don't know the names of them, but they did a good job. I liked their commentary and. Yeah, they're showing them back, and of course they're distant. Yeah, they're able to put like the split screen. I like there, that. I thought there, yeah, it was cool. That they, uh, so yeah, they're standing up and kind of like how um, you know, uh, 
NWSL did, right, with Laurie Lindsay and Mike Watts or whoever else. Uh, they have to be standing up <laughs> the whole time uh, whenever they're shown. And an interesting thing that I'd forgotten is that the MLS is back tournament and the season beginning both count in the standing points yeah, total. Which is why we saw one win, three losses, so one draw. Chicago Fire, or three draws and one. as you know, beat the Seattle Sounders, who we can't stand. And then they lost two in a row. And they lost, sadly, breaking news, last night. So that means they have a total of three losses in a row. And the Chicago Fire are a quote evident by the MLS analysts, a rebuilding team. Coach uh, Raphael Nicky, his first season with the club, right. he has helped rebuild this team, getting in new players. And the crew are more established, playoff worthy, playoff tested team. Thus, the freeze nothing score may look lopsided, saying. Oh, the fire folded like a cheap suit, cheap tent. They failed. But the game was a one nothing game pretty much the whole entire game until the last 10 minutes of the game when the crew turned on the Jets. Those OR started going, and they took over. So we're going to get into the scoring. And the first tally of the game was in the 20th minute when Etani made it one nothing. In the 20th minute, it was a good goal. It was one where the Chicago Fire defense kind of got spread out. And Etienne had a open path to the goal. Nice left foot kick into the left side of the net, back of the net, to give yeah. the crew a nothing lead. It rolled in real nice. Yep, rolled in. And could the goalie for or the Fire have blocked it? Maybe. But... He was on the right side of the net, so the chances of him completely getting on his side and reaching to deflect it were low. And thus, nice goal. Have to give props to Etienne to make it one nothing, crew. And this is going back and forth. The Fire were playing well, playing steady, not making many big mistakes. They weren't capitalizing either. There was one later in the game. It wasn't by Barrett, who's their superstar. It was right. by one of the other European players. He, he was the one that was hitting the, the corner Yeah, more. So he, he was, was looking the best. Barrett's was playing well. I can't remember the man's name. I apologize. But he had a wide open shot on goal. He was wide open. The goalie for the career was completely frozen. There was no way he would have blocked it. And he kicked it on the left side just like Etienne. Right, and just past. Just past the goal. Like, it just went past the net. I was like... The post. The post. Yeah. I was like, yeah. oh. Oh, I thought that was going in. I thought that was going to roll in. Just I, sc- like the, I was... Just like a, t- a TNA. Junior. I was screaming at the TV during that. Yeah, it was too. I was like, he should have went in. I was like, oh. <laughs> and, then they showed, <laughs> and they showed it like two more times in the replay. I was like, yeah. oh. <laughs> oh, it's in our face I was now. like, stop showing. He should have tied it. What? our flops. He should have tied it. And the defense defense by the crew was doing a good job. The fire were getting opportunities on the net, but evident by the one we just talked about and other ones they had as well. They weren't going in, weren't capitalizing. And at times, the crew kind of were not taking any big chances, weren't being very risky. 
but they weren't making mistakes. Smart. So the fire didn't really have any opportunities to steal any goals or make any. And we can move on to the more scoring in the game. In the 80th first minute, so end of the game pretty much, Nagby scored a brilliant volley. Magical. In the 81st minute, it helped set up a third goal even later. But this one, brilliant volley by Nagby. Pretty much took the wind out of the fire. The fire might have said we could tie it up right now. Very close. But 2 nothing seemed to me as a fan... 100 to nothing. So the fire were defeated. <laughs> yeah. I texted DJ bearing the bull at the around this time, 82nd minute. I said, the game's over. I was actually in the garden at the time watering the but veggies and all that. This so pretty much... I, I needed to see that. Obviously, I was picking up my threats every time. I did see that. I was like, oh, I had a feeling after 2-0 already. And so... And this pretty much put the, the nail in the fire's coffin. They're, they got burnt out. They were done at this point. And then there was another just, like, extra goal that pretty much... It was already over, but this pretty much sealed the deal. Seven minutes later, Zardis yeah, scored yeah. a goal. This one was more the Chicago Fire kind of looked out of gas. Kind of like, we lost. And it just went in. Wasn't anything special. Wasn't anything, like... Damn, what a sexy goal. It's more just yeah. like the game was over. Correct. Yeah, and I, I had said to CJ during the game, too, towards the middle, that I wonder why the Fire FC, where they looked out of place at times, they weren't. Yeah, they, they did. They weren't defending. Like when they're getting the ball, one of them getting the ball, one of the Fire got the ball passed to them they had their back turn or they look they looked like they weren't paying attention so you know kind of gassy during yeah i agree the the i mean during the match too so and not, not only t- towards the end the goalie for the crew was andrew tarbell and they're away too andrew tar yeah the fire on the road andrew tarbell made free saves for the crew which sounds to me because i'm used to hockey in the hockey, they can have like 40, 50, exactly. 60 saves. You see and that 48th save by Crawford. Crawford. And this one, three saves. Which, I know in soccer, there's less shots on goal, less shots. But still, very important. three seems like they didn't take many opportunities, even though they had the ball. And I felt they had more opportunities than only three. But I guess it is true that how many actually got on net, hit the post, were only three. So he didn't have to do too much. We want to give some props to the goalie for the fire, Bobby Shuttleworth, mm-hmm. who's making his first start since October 2018 when he was on the Minnesota United. And you're asking, who the heck's Bobby Shuttleworth? I thought the fire had a different goalie. Thus, we need to announce that the goalie, the starring goalie for the fire, Kenneth Kronholm, underwent surgery for a torn interior cruciate ligament last week. Yeah. So he'll be out for a while. So Bobby Shuttleworth is taking over in the net. He had an impressive debut for the fire. He allowed one goal and the second one. The third one, I'm not going to blame him because the team pretty much gave up by that point. So I'll say he allowed two goals. And he made some good saves as well. I'm not sure how many saves he made. Yeah, Yeah, that that injury that Kenneth has is a very common injury in pro wrestling, actually. 
And we're going to wrap this up. Some final thoughts. Nagby was his first goal of the season, including the Orlando stuff and regular season, his first goal. He did on the tech as well. He was playing well for them. I'm impressed with his play, Nagby. And Zardis, this one's very important. He had a penalty kick opportunity in the second minute of the first half. And stoppage time. And it hypocritically missed. So this could have said, oh no, the crew choked. They're going to lose. Made a fire and say, okay, instead of two, only one. Let's come back firing in all cylinders. But that didn't happen. And ended up not hurting yeah. them because they won. It's, I mean, once you, once I see that the time is already 80th minute. Yeah, and I'm like, it's over. If we're 2-0, then That's over. It's, it's, it's actually over. How, you know, you're facing a good team or not, usually still, you know, it's hard. I've, it's either that, you know, your opponent won't score, you know, it's, it stays there, or, you know, it's, or, you know, you, you're going to somehow magically get two up there, too, right? So, no. And that's hard. for programming news, can you open the door? Programming news, the that's Columbus good. crew play Monday at New York City FC in the Chicago Fire first official home game of the season. It's Tuesday on WGN TV versus FC Cincinnati. So, crew, New York City, Fire, FC Cincinnati. And one final comment that DJ Benny Bull was begging me to make is that this is part of the Fire's phase one return to the regular season. So, they're playing teams in a regional area. They're not going far out. They'll be playing the crew again and our teams in a geographical close locale. So they don't have to travel, let's say, to California or Seattle or Portland. Yeah, no more bubbles. And no more bubble. But it's not a bubble, but they ha they don't have to travel to far away locations. So probably a hybrid bubble, we'll say. Yeah. We'll be playing back at Soldier Field. Correct, on Tuesday. Time, so excited to see. I wonder if they're going to have any watch parties. Maybe. Or I think they screen, did for this one. Like for... Out in the oh, lobby. I don't know. So I say that's possible, you know. Well, I think that wraps up our Chicago Fire Columbus Crew Columbus Crew Three Fire Zero recap. We'll be doing a lot of these Chicago Fire recaps. I enjoy them. DJ Venable enjoys them. We're not that well versed with the MLS or Chicago Fire, but we've been watching them more recently, especially since the MLS back tournament. And now, because for a time the Chicago Fire were never on TV, never on the radio, said. Who the heck watches them? But they've been putting on more official networks now, mm -hmm. like WGN, ESPN proper, not ESPN Plus. So Correct. giving more. Which, yeah, which this one's available on there for those who don't, not from here. So. Giving a uh, new fans opportunity to watch yeah. uh, MLS because MLS is growing with new teams, yeah. Yeah. and they need new fans. So by putting them on more accessible networks like WGN for Chicago people, always, always like it more successful. Sports. I mean, most fans already know what the Bulls and sure and the Blackhawks and Bla Bears and too. Cubs and yeah so White Sox all those. after all those losses and it's good to have something on. Well, well, thanks for listening to our recap of the Fire Crew. Now we're moving on to DJ Benny Bulls' pet project. His favorite excitement <laughs> is his covering Chicago Sky. His pet recent project. games. <laughs> his recent games we've talked about. So. The one he wants to talk about is Sky versus Newark, Sabrina, Nescu, Liberty, 
and no way. they played. She's not there. And they actually won the game. So to go ahead and take over TJ yeah. Penny. Yeah. People... Yeah. Spoiler alert. Again, Sabrina wasn't present. She is still out. Nonetheless, we have your starting lineups, and that is first with the New York Liberty. We have Lacia or Alasia Clarendon at point guard, shooting guard, Kia Nurse, Amanda Zuhui at center, Kaya Stokes at power forward, and Liana Odom at shooting, uh, or yeah, SF. Yeah, small forward. There you go. Zero, actually. For Chicago Sky, we had at point guard number 22, Courtney Vandersloot. Number 14, shooting guard, Ellie Quigley. And we have, she's been back for some time now for the last three games or so. Glad to have her back. Definitely a big part of the sky and a big threat for the others. Number 31 at center, Stephanie Dolson. And she's been player of the game for multiple occasions. Number 30 at power forward, Azura Stevens. And number two, small forward, Kalia Copper. And so this game, it went very, very well. And I feel like it was more one-sided, especially with how the Liberty have been so far this season, one of the lower end teams within the, their, the Eastern Conference. And of course, Chicago Sky, they've maintained the number one position, number one seed in the Eastern. And we had uh, the Seattle Storm, who I'll mention, have continually been doing well. They're the number one seed on the Western Conference. And we got a chance to see a game that this past Saturday on ABC. Very good one. First time this season getting to see Sue Bird in action which has been a goal for me uh, once I saw that they're going to be on this month uh, to see her play, uh, perhaps the face of the NBA, uh, WNBA still. And so, yeah, back to this game. Takeaways from this. So here, the sky, very much dominant. Stevens is 25 points lead sky past liberty so the final being 101 85 and games continue to be at bradenton florida so the wobble as ezra stevens he scored season high 25 points as we said and courtney vanderslee continuing to be let's just say good on defense as well all around um and i just figured out that the fan boat Fans to contribute to the player, the Magellan player of the game. So she usually is up there along with Stevens. Two of them make a very good uh, duo. You know, you say the big three. Uh, them two, along with Quigley, have been for a few years. And 
So Vandersloot having 19 points, 10 assists, and 4 steals. And so this way, the Sky, once again, being able to, with the exception of their game on ESPN um, against the Dallas Wings, right? um, they've been able to beat you know, the others that are, are down there saying not at their level as uh, the Storm have been saying and so they beat them 101-85 I'd say the Liberty would have been able to catch up, the time was not on their side um, they basically just continued to you know, play if you compare this to you know, the Blazers and the Lakers, you know like the last game before last night's the first one uh, it was an advantage with the last time that the Lakers had to, uh, they won't be able to catch up to them. So, um, very interesting with their playoffs, which we'll get to later on. And so, good Thursday night, Flow Sports, um, being able to see two up teams that we usually don't get to, you know, in, in a usual uh, Thursday, Thursday night or just during the week two Chicago teams that I would say are less popular if you compare it to like the Bears and and the Bulls you know like I feel like we should be seeing more um, folks fans out there rocking like Sky here I feel like they're able to um, right now I mean capitalize on popularity they're definitely better than the Bulls in terms of and if you look ever look at the stats and our recaps as of late, so I mean they 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 are the ones to watch right now. Um, if you know if you want to see some good basketball, and right now with the break for our, our Bulls, and so they've been good for a while, and they prove it once again. And so continuing on, Ellie Quigley she had 19 points. For Chicago, and that's nine four. Kayla Copper, fourteen points. So very impressive, and she's been one of the strong suits for the Sky, as well as Ruthie Hebbard, the rookie um, with eleven. Stevens, eighteen points in the first half, seven of nine shooting, so very precise. And another one of their strong players, and quickly, right behind with adding 13, shot 54% and route to the 57-44 lead. Stevenson quickly, each made three 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 pointers. Sounds familiar, like the last time in the opening 20 minutes, helping the sky make nine of 15 from distance. And looking at the shot charts, the sky they've gotten better at. You know, having their players be three-point shooters. Um, Quigley, of course, she's the best out of all of them in that department. Uh, they've noticed, looking at this uh, since the last games, they've been able to shoot around in the arc. And, of course, always good um, in the paint. A lot, lot of uh, shots made there. And then more so on the left side still, if you're facing the rim, the left side, they've been strong on, though they've been able to spread out more in the center too in this game and working on the right side um, around the arc. And 
So the sky, 9 to 15th distance. Liberty made only 1 of 10 from very concerning 3-point range and a half. And just Chicago finished 11 of 23 behind the arc, while New York was 3 of 19. As Jasmine Jones led New York, their record won 11 of 18 points, Kiener 17. Cass Stokes had 14 and 9 rebounds, and Laishia Clarendon added 12 points. So they've been on a losing streak. New York has lost six straight games. And I'd say overall, uh, still a good game. I'd say it was one of explosive since it was one-sided in a way. Though I believe New York had its moments. They're still, I would say, being in the rebuilding, just like how the Bulls are. Uh, I know we, we mentioned that quite a bit, though. For comparison, uh, we will use that. And so very, very good to see their next game will be Saturday. And that is, as we're recording this, tomorrow in primetime. Why is that? I believe at 4.30, that is this afternoon game. Usually in the weekends, they have to have their afternoon games. So real quick, we're going to look at this upcoming schedule. They're facing the Indiana Fever. Saturday on CBS Sports Network, though, for convenience sake, if you live in Chicago, fans, locally, it's available on WCIU The U, as well as if you're from Indiana and you don't have The U, of course, fever.wnba.com, every single Indiana Fever game is available to stream on the web for free, and that game will be tomorrow at 4 p.m., so check it out. Thanks for giving your explosive coverage of the WNBA for episode 39, GJ Ben and the Bull. And that's it for our Fire and Sky recaps for this week. And now we're moving on to the final segment we have, that we have planned. Of course, this could change. In the next 10 minutes, there could be some new segment that we say, unbelievable, we got to talk about this. More breaking. As far as we know, there's the, this is the last segment we have yeah, to talk about. It's a big week. And focus on the NBA playoffs, what we've seen so far in the Orlando bubble, what we've seen from some of our stars, favorite players, least favorite players, and so on. So stay tuned for that. Very excited to get into the NBA talk for this week. And greatly appreciate all your comments. We appreciate talking about the Chicago Sky and Chicago Fire. They may not get talked about all the time. But we're trying to give them a yeah. voice or at least yeah. coverage. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Sky has been, it's been going on every week, and you know, there's in every other week. I feel like we're able to cover it. Uh, not every single episode, though. Mm. Uh, usually, we skip it and then we go back to it, like for this this episode. So I'm glad we're able to. Hey everyone, back. we're back. Welcome back for our final segment of today's episode, episode 39. This is our NBA playoff coverage The main topic event. that we'd like to focus on, and yes, the main event of this week, actually. 
And the NBA playoffs is a full swing started this week on Monday. First games got ready to go. Yep. And there's basically how it works. It's in Orlando and Florida, the bubble. They have four games on Monday, four games Tuesday, and that keeps alternating each day. So each team gets it one day off, and then they go the next day. And basically how it's how it's always been. Yep, how it's always been. Do you feel like it's it's less spread out than? I think it before? works. I mean, I think that's the only difference. This is the best way because they're all in the same same gym, whatever. So they need to figure out how to get it done fast. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's for health reasons. That's the one thing about basketball that can be an advantage compared to hockey or soccer. Because a lot of times in basketball, there's not that many games that go into overtime. There can be in hockey, there's a lot of overtime. Soccer, there's a lot of extra time. But basketball... I'd say it's a slightly lower impact sport versus soccer and... Yeah, hockey. Constantly running. I mean, of course, you get to stop and... Time doesn't always sure, doesn't sure. really stop. I mean, you get that one period in between, minus the hydration breaks. In ideally, now that they brought that in, so well, it still is very demanding. Well, so let's get into the the, the matchups. And first matchup in the East, Giannis is Milwaukee Bucks versus uh, Nikolai Vukovic of Vukovic. Well, Vukovic. Vukovic. That's what I said. So, of the Orlando Magic. I thought you wanted to say Jokic. No, he's on the Nuggets, not the Magic. And imagine that matchup. So the Magic versus Giannis. Lots of analysts were crying, going crazy because Giannis and the Bucks lost Game One. They're saying it's over. The Bucks are gonna get swept. Oh my God! They're panicking. Which, give me a break. But like. Like, this happens all the time. Like, let's say, like, the Lakers, they lost game one. So, analysts can be typing their computer, Lakers, <laughs> LeBron, done. Like, they just lost the first game. Hold your horses. Honest, evidenced by Giannis and the Bucks. I think they underestimated Vukovic and the Magic. The Magic is a team that has nothing to play for. They don't expect to win any games in the playoffs. They expect to go home pretty early. They have some good young pieces for the upcoming years. Yeah. Right now, they're not contending. There's a team that can make the playoffs, but is a number of pieces away from actually making any noise. You're saying they would be they're similar to the Suns. I think they're like the Suns. Also, yeah. I think they're kind of like the Bulls. They're similar yeah. in that similar spot where the Bulls people thought maybe sneak in as an eighth seed, but go home pretty fast. Right. It's the team similar to that. They have some good young pieces like the Bulls, but they're not going to make any noise. Any. Give them, give them uh, well, now, like, half a year. And it's also good because <laughs> a lot of the guys in the Magic, this is one of their early playoff. They've never been yeah. in the class before yet. So they saw in their first times. Because the Magic, uh, for a while, when Dwight Howard said, I'm leaving, they had issues. Superman going to the West. Yeah, he flew away. They had issues with a number of making the play. They didn't make the playoffs for a number of years. As of late, they made it the past few years. They made it again. It's probably how it went down with the Sacramento Kings and and Bookie Cousins. And similar to LeBron when he left Cleveland. I'm gonna go to the, when he the left West too. When he left <laughs> Cleveland or like you know that those teams struggle, but the Magic. I'm not a huge Magic fan. We're we're not Magic acolytes or anything, but don't, I have, just don't dislike them. Though. I have to admit I'm impressed they've made the playoffs even without Dwight Howard. So, 
They lost game one. The Bucks, then the Magic won. I mean, they lost game two. And I think Giannis kind of righted the ship. He he basically played like how he should. And they pretty much blew away the Magic. So it's tied a piece at one. So we'll see. Are the Magic, was it a nice to win a cup of coffee one game and then let's pack up and go home? Or will the Bucks somehow falter, struggle, and somehow lose, which would be inconceivable? So we'll see for that series. Right. Next series in... Let's, try, let's do one alternate. So West in the West, first one. LA Lakers, LeBron Flop, James, squaring off against the eighth-seeded Big Portland Dame. Trailblazers. Lillard, number zero, and the Blazers. And this one, very similar to the Bucks, Giannis one. The team that no one expects to win won game one, whereas uh, exactly. Dame yeah, beat the Lakers. Very shocking, very surprising. Not that they won a game. I told Ben, DJ Mabel, that I thought... The Trailblazers could win one or two games in the series. I don't think it would be a sweep. And they did win a game, so look at me. I predicted it. Tell the fans what you what you said to me that was what? that was hilarious. What did I say? Um the whole oh basically you know how they say like pan the refs and whatnot, which is oh, yeah, yeah. dumb. I, like, uh, I how you're kidding me. ESPN. <laughs> well, I, yeah, they were playing on TNT. I told the Van Bull they'd win one or two games, but that was what I thought as like a NBA fan. But you, I thought you didn't see the score yet. I, I thought maybe they would disappoint me and get swept, but they somehow won Game One. So I was surprised. I told DJ Van Bull that did they pay or did he pay ESPN to throw the game? Which of course that that happened, but curveball they're on tnt which oh well and then um, <laughs> he's so, clouded with uh with the esp yeah it's always espn <laughs> disney plus i know espn plus no. so, you must so MLS. so um forget por- wg so, <laughs> no. por- so portland one game one and then last and night they got blown away they got crushed into a little bug so that series is tied at one piece as well now moving, now moving back to the East, second seeded Toronto defending champion Raptors, and Kyle Lowry, one of our favorites, against the I almost said New Jersey, my bad, Brooklyn Nets, <laughs> who Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant, their two superstars, are injured, so they're relaxing at home, and this team's probably their best players. They've been surprising. Are Spencer Dinwiddie, and. Uh, Timotau, Luau, Cabaret is one of their best, and Joe Harris is good, and uh, Jarrett Allen is good too. They have the four. They have some good pieces. Good players that has been consistent for a but while. Yeah. This is he missed some good pieces, but I think with Kyrie or Kevin Durant, maybe they could have won a series, maybe advanced to the semifinal round. Would you need just one or both of them? I think they need At least both. Because I don't I like think Kyrie by himself could do it. I think maybe just Kevin Durant, maybe. S- similar to the Rockets. Yeah. I feel like too. I think similar. With, but with Harden and the Beard and yeah, the, Chris or uh, and Rush the, Westbrook. Westbrook. Yeah. But they won no game so far. The Raptors lead the series three to zero. Then the Nets made the playoffs, which I guess is good for them. But the sadly, I think they're getting swept. So I think the Nets are heading home. And they can be confident maybe that next season will be better or two seasons down the road if Kevin Durant 
can get healthy and Kyrie Irving can get healthy, maybe this team could win a round or two. Yeah, which is which is the plan. The plan when they got time, them, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. That's good though, you know. Uh, underdogs for sure. Now we're for the longest. Heading back to the West with the Los Angeles Clippers and Kawhi Leonard versus Luca and Kristaps Porzingis on Dallas Mavericks. I'm a big Mavericks fan. Like the Mavericks. Very young team. They won a game as well, game one, game two. So that series tied one apiece. And game one was close. The Mavericks, if they had a few opportunities to go their way, could have won, stolen game one. But as it stands, it's 1 1. Glad they won a the game. Glad Luca has very impressed in his first two career playoff games. He's been very impressive. Chris Tampes Porzingis has been good as his Robin, his sidekick. He's looked very good. And the Mavericks, I think they could possibly upset the Clippers. I don't think that's insane. I think they're dangerous. I hope I want the Mavericks to win the series, so I'm rooting for them. I think if they win, that'd be amazing. Yeah, they also have Seth Curry as yeah. well as another good piece in the center, Boban. Yeah, Mark. He's cool. Marjanovic. He's a fun guy. Yeah, he is too. I saw his post game interview last night, and he's definitely a. a very uh, funny, dude. And very, um, what's that? I guess, very positive? Yeah, he's a positive guy. Yeah. Yeah, you can see that in the smile, though, too. Also playing well and important part of the Mavs as well. I'm I'm optimistic about the Mavericks' chances. I don't think it's any wrong possibility they could win the series. So, let's move on. A game three tonight, by the way. Now let's move on to yeah, the, the East. 3-6 matchup. Philadelphia 76ers, the third seed, Joel Embiid. Ben Simmons, as you know, got hurt, so he's not playing in the playoffs against... I haven't messed up. I meant Boston Celtics, the third seed, 76ers, six seed. But Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Gordon Hayward against Joel Embiid. What about Kemba Walker? That's true, Kemba. He's good, too. Yeah. They have a lot of they good have pieces. Another, four. They have a lot of good pieces. That's four, why th- there's so many to mention. Yeah. This one, as a 76ers fan, disappointing, but not surprising. Because Ben Simmons is the heartbeat of the team. Best player. Let's be real honest. Right? It's real. He's the best player. Yeah. I think... Right behind him is... I think he's be... very similar to a James Harden guy, where Harden. basically... All the offense and defense revolves around him. The playmaking, rebounding, leadership all revolves around him. Take him off the court, be it injury, suspension, or just poor performance, the team will struggle. I like Joel Embiid. I think he's an excellent player in the NBA. The Cameroonian. But I don't think by himself he's good enough to lead a team to playoff success. Yeah. And game one... I watched all of game one. It was close. They lost. I think the Celtics, Jason Tatum, has came out so far in this playoff series. Excellent job by Tatum in both games. In game one, he had 21 points at half. He ended with like 30 points. But he caught on fire in that first half, draining threes, dunks. He was unstoppable. Kemba Walker was playing good. Jalen Brown has also looked very good. Gordon Hayward, we talked about it last episode out for the playoffs, so he's done. So Marcus Smart, their sixth man, has had to be thrust in the starting lineup and help them big time. Smart, good defense, 
good occasional scorer. He'll help them. And I think there's too much. Brown and Tatum. Mm -hmm. I think the 76ers, even with Ben Simmons, it was going to be a close one. Maybe a seven, six-game series, I thought, personally, the Celtics would win. And without Simmons, I think Embiid and the team is pretty much done. Joel, the process. Embiid, yep. Cameroonian beast. Not enough. <laughs> and I think if they get swept in this series, a four-game sweep, I think Coach Brett Brown should be fired. He's been similar to a Jim Boylan type where they can... Oh, oh, just give him excuses. More excuses. Oh, he gets a mention. He had a cold, <laughs> or he just couldn't do it. But he should just Broken be. Thumb. He should, I think he got into a bad spot because this is an our team that people had success. They saw stars in their eyes saying, This team could make it deep in the playoffs, baby. Because <laughs> once they got, you know, remember last year they had Jimmy Butler and then they right. traded him. And. Tobias Harris is on the team. I'm not a big fan of him. I think he's one of those fake scorer types. They scores a lot, but it doesn't achieve anything on like the game per se. Oh, yeah. And Al Horford, like scattered. He's yeah. Really scattered. I like Al Horford, but he looks like he's 70 years old. And <laughs> that sounds like a old school name. Uh, and um, what else? Uh, Jason Richardson's all right, but or not Jason Rich, Josh Richardson is all right, but this team. They're going to get swept or lose in five, and I think there's going to be some serious decision-making and changes that need to occur for the 76ers to improve for next season. Because... That's a lie. And because... Um, I have some. Yeah, I have some. Uh, the 76ers, they were bounced away from making the Easter Conference Finals last season. Oh, I usually don't get it recommended. When Kawhi Leonard made that deadly shot over MB to seal it for Raptors... So we'll see if the 76ers can bounce back next year. <laughs> now we're moving to the third and sixth seed in the West Conference. So third seed, Denver Altitude Nuggets versus Utah Jazz. Oh, she was really good. <laughs> and the Jazz. She was really good. Oh, that's good. The Jazz, as you know, have Donovan Mitchell, Rudy Gobert, and the Nuggets have... Nikolai Jokic, or Jokic. Yeah, the Joker, Jokic. They got some other good pieces. Jamal Murray, I'm big Let's fan of Let's not forget recent former G League star of the Windy City Bulls, Bull Bull. Yep, Bull Bull. They also have Michael Porter Jr. Correct. Who's been good because he actually became healthy, which has helped him. Superstar, all rising star. I think the Jazz are a dangerous team, even though they're sixth seed. They have a good combination. Of I'm a big Donovan Mitchell fan. I like Donovan Mitchell a lot. Yes, that's Donovan Mitchell. And Rudy Gobert, good defenseman. And I think, my, I, I wish I was in the locker room. I'd be curious to see. They'll be getting back Mike Conley Jr. Right, that, that's well. right. We forgot to mention another, that. Another piece he had to as well. yep. leave five. the bubble. He has son born, but now he's back for them. Me, baby. And I'm interested in being in the Jazz locker room to see if what's Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert's relationship. Because, you know, it was toxic and um, broken towards the couple months ago. I'm sure they made up, though. They probably like have. They I think so. And or that else, one's... Or else one of them would have sat out. 
tied at one apiece now. Jazz won game two. Nuggets game one. This one I think is going seven or six because the Nuggets, even though I think they're the better team, the Nuggets always like to make it interesting, make it nail-bitingly obnoxious. They always like to take it six, seven games. That's just their way. As we speak right now, they're facing off and it's halftime. What was the score? And the Jazz are up 59-42. Well, the Nuggets... Uh-oh. Come on, Nuggets. Wake up. Yeah, they will. Oh, have there been any other games today? Oh, the Raptors were saying, wasn't it? Yeah. They won that one, so... Yeah. So, Nuggets need to wake up. They are the better team, the Joker, and... Yeah. Jamal Murray, Bubble. This one's hard to predict because both teams have talent. It's not like the Jazz should be a, a bottom dweller. One, one, two, two person, mm-hmm. like lead. So that's yeah. it for those two. Now move back to the East. um, Eastern Conference. The four and five seeds, the fourth seeded Indiana Speedway Pacers <laughs> versus the. Miami, South Beach Heat. So big, they need a whole beach. state, and <laughs> Miami needs a whole beach. So, both teams young. Pacers have Victor Oladipo, yes. Malcolm Bragdon, who I'm a fan of. They have Miles Turner, who might be forgotten, but he's a good centerman for them. They have some talent. Then you have the Heat, who have... Hero, Tyler Hero, they have Jimmy Butler, they got Jorn Dragic, uh, who else, oh, they have, uh, what's the guy's name again? That young, young guy, the young guy in the team. Pacers? No, uh, Heat. Oh, on the Heat. Bam Adebayo? Yeah, there we go. Yeah. He's on the team. Yep. I think the Heat will win the series, I predicted they will. I like the Pacers, like the heat too <laughs> or do you i don't mind the heat yeah i think i mean i'm not the biggest pacers fan but i mean i like their for, their, for, for butler though i like their squad i like the pacers you still you still like butler don't you yeah i like butler yeah even though he's drama drama he's king. drama drama king he's, i guess less so now he's been drama <laughs> in chicago and minnesota but yeah he's gotten better mm-hmm. with that in that aspect as they say this, oh, yeah, with the Heat overall. And currently the Heat are up 2-0 on the Pacers. Yeah. This one might be over pretty soon. Unless the Pacers wake up, let's say uh, T.G. Warren says, I'm electrified. Time to light this court on fire. I'd be the rock today. Because he was lighting the court on fire during that NBA season restart or whatever. He was like draining freeze, dunking, Mr. Mr. Explosive. He had, Showed you. He was having like 60-point games, 50-point games. He was unstoppable. Like every other game that but, he played. But I think he only had like 15 this game. It's so that's, street ball. that's not very explosive. But this team, if El Depot can play excellent, they reasonably could tie it too. But I think the Heat are a little too talented. So I think the Heat will be advancing. Then we move to the final Western Conference matchup for the first round, which is the fourth seeded uh, oh, Oklahoma City, Oklahoma yeah. City Thunder. This is the Rockets. 
And he's in Rackets. And these games, uh, yeah, actually, the last one and this one are playing next game tomorrow. This one, I think, is probably going to be over pretty soon. James, give me hot sauce, Harden, and... Give me the hot sauce. The Westbrook, Westbrook I keep confusing. Shout out, Stacey King. Yep, he's he's excellent. He's one of my favorite actors ever. And it'll, also, it'll sell meeting him. also Neil Funk, he was excellent too. Funk, Stacey yep. King, excellent too. And shout out, I'm excited to see what the new Chicago Bull announcer does because yeah, 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 miss uh, the PA. Yeah. yeah, yeah, the PA announcer too. Have yeah, been who? I don't remember. Well, they've they've had the the guest to film for Neil Funk. Yeah. Before. The new announcer, though, I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't know. We'll find out. And... No one replaces him. No. So the Bulls... Oh, I don't mean the Bulls. I meant the Thunder and Rockets. Both of them. For your... Chris Paul. Oklahoma City. And Danilo Garnari, who I'm like... And... What's the guy's name? Alexander. How do you say it? What's his whole full name? Alexander? On the Thunder, yeah. It's like Shy Gorius or something. Yeah, I'll find it. I can't remember his full name. Evidence we don't watch very Monday. Oh, you're talking you. about Shay. Yeah. Gil, Gilgius Alexander. Yeah, there we go. Small forward. I like his game. And Steven Adams. Got, got tricks, Adams. He's good too. That team, Chris Paul is the leader, the four general, the four maestro, the magician. He's a key. Can he lead this team to the second round? At game one, I said... No, he hasn't. Been. At game one, I could have said maybe. But now at game three, I'm saying I don't think so. So, yeah. we'll see. But James Harden is on fire. And when he's on fire, you have to get off the court because he's too too good. He's one of the best pure scorers in the world in the NBA. And he's led his team to a 2 nothing lead so far. Two games left. I think he will end up holding that lead. I don't think he'll choke. And like, I'm choking. And then he'll lose. I'm, I'm joking. So we'll see. But excited if for the excited for the second round to start. So that ends up our Thunder yeah. talk. Chris Paul needs to start playing better. Yeah, Stephen Kid Kiwi Lord Adams needs to as well. And that's it for the first round. And second round, p- potential matchups could be that might be decided is guessed on what's happening. In the sec East, it could be the Bucks versus the Heat. Ooh. And Celtics versus the Raptors. What a mismatch. And in the West, it could be Lakers versus the Rockets. And then the other matchup would be this one's hard to guess. I'm not sure Jazz or Nuggets. Who do you, what's your gut telling you, Ben? Do you think Jazz or Nuggets advance? I say Nuggets. Okay. We'll say Nuggets. And the other matchup is hard. That's Clippers, Mavericks, but I want to go with the Mavericks. So it could be Mavericks, Nuggets, which would be cool too. Clippers. I want Clippers to go home. Let's let's hope, let's see for that. <laughs> so. Hardy, hard, hard. Well, that's pretty much all we have for our NBA playoff first round overview any 
give our any final thoughts. Final thoughts. I think I've been impressed with some guys like we mentioned, James Harden. Teams. Luka Doncic, very impressed. I was impressed by Nik- Nikola um, Vukovic of the Magic's first game. Game two, he was... <laughs> but game one, he was very impressive. And some of these guys, you can tell the teams know they're mismatched or outmatched. Some are more battling, fighting. Like Jazz Nuggets is not really mismatched. They're both talented. But then ones where, let's say the, the Nets, Raptors, you can tell the Raptors are far, far more talented. What about this interesting, intriguing one with the Lakers and the Blazers? Yes, that's interesting. That one's not really a mismatch, right? There is LeBron and Anthony Davis, which on paper is better than what the Blazers have, but Dan Lillard does step up in big moments. Yeah, he definitely He He's very deadly. I want to mention something about him a little bit. Though, uh, with the Blazers, they have really, you know, some good pieces as well and um of course no one saw them winning game one and what? even entering you know like of course seeing them enter and very good game by the way um with the play-in versus the grizzlies yeah yeah versus ja morant and the grizzlies so that was very very uh it was fairly even though with that one actually it's not one side so definitely fighting for the finish and it's just time that was on one side so yeah and I know in interviews that that Dame said uh, he's any any day any game um, I believe we're you know obviously good offensive uh, we we could we could beat anyone um, and I'm not not afraid of the Lakers at all and so him stepping up like you said he definitely has before this playoffs began three straight games 40 plus points how about 41 points, 51, and 61? I believe we did mention this the last time, didn't we? We did, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I'm positive we did. Can probably less so now as we can report he has a finger. Uh, he got hurt from his finger as a finger in- injury. Uh, looks like I didn't catch that moment, though. It appears that he got stepped on. I know uh, it stopped for a little bit. They're trying to steal it. And so he went on the side. And basically they ended. It was about, what, 30 seconds or so left, 45 seconds. They're like, all right, let's just uh, end it. And so and the Lakers were way far ahead by that. So uh, that one is still mysterious. We'll see where that one goes. Though. That's the one I'm watching, too. One of the ones. So, today, there's four games on. We've talked about two of them. The Raptors already crushed the Nets, and the Nuggets are getting blown away currently, but it's only halftime against the Utah Jazz. And then tonight's games are Dallas Mavericks versus the Claws Clippers, and then the other matchup is... Do you yeah. remember? Yeah, there's also... We know that is, it the Ra- Six- is it the Sixers? Is that one on today? That is Sunday. What's on today? Pacers, Pacers, uh, Heat are tomorrow. Bucks match tomorrow. So it must Clippers, be the, Clippers, Mavs tonight. It must be the, the Celtics. Sixers. Celtics yeah. and Sixers okay. are coming up. Okay. In an hour. So if you're going on must win or that kind of mentality, 
the Nets must win is gone. They're going home soon. And Sixers need to win. The Sixers have to win today. If they lose, it's over. Because I cannot see them winning four in a row. That's insane, unbelievable. Insane. That can't happen. Joel Bede may boast on TV. It's going to happen, but it, it won't happen. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Um, isn't that what happened with the Spurs in one year? Yes, that is true. But this team, I yeah, don't think that's different, happening. Different animals. That's a different team. Yeah. And I'm trying to think of, was it last year also with the... Uh, there was someone that happened, wasn't the there? Warriors and, and, the, and the Raptors? Or? No, the Raptors... No, that was different. It was two years ago. I don't, there were some series that Warriors happened. Warriors and... Uh, oh, the Warriors and Cavaliers. But, but that was 3-1, yeah. wasn't it? That wasn't 3-0. Yeah, plus, plus. Close Yeah, though. it has to be with the Spurs, though. They're definitely... I don't know. There were some series. Different. You're right. And... Then finally, Dallas Mavericks, Clippers. We that, have to mention the Spurs, though, man. <laughs> What's them without the playoffs? It's still... I mean, very weird not seeing them in there. It's weird not seeing the Warriors in the playoffs either. Still not used to it after two years now. Or, um, Cleveland. That's weird not seeing that meter. Cleveland, Cleveland, go, go. It's not, it's weird seeing <laughs> Cleveland. After the LeBron left to South Beach. It's weird seeing the Cle- Cleveland, the Warriors, and Spurs not in the playoffs. Yeah. Also, it's weird not seeing the Pelicans because all the NBA analysts said the Pelicans were a shoe and to make it, yeah. and they didn't. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they they do their best. I feel like they because they, right. many games they don't have Zion much like him, and then he didn't play much, many games. Much rest and right first few games he didn't play. Right, there's a big reason why. So he's he's very important. Oh, the... also I think we did not mention it. The New Orleans Pelicans head coach Alvin Gentry was given his pink slip. He was fired. Aww. So they definitely England go to the playoffs with Zion, Alonzo Ball, and yeah. Uh, Brandon Ingram and that's a good team and I think they can make it next year for sure and they probably yeah. want a new coach potentially they could be looking at some of the same candidates as Chicago Bulls yeah so one the, the ones that are not so let's cho- say there's chosen let's say there's one that the Bulls really want really bad may should try to court him fast before potentially the Pelicans might steal him we don't know their situation over there, really, because we're not big watchers of the Pelicans that often, yeah, or was, news followers. But yeah, yeah, you you wonder if the Bulls will get them first, since they've, uh, I mean, they're already looking, uh, right, already searching, and they know a few already. And, uh, yeah. Obviously, the event played during this restart and uh, the bubble, really. So, uh, I say that the Bulls will will get them first, you know, just to be certain, and then Pelicans later on. Next, yeah. Because they're not going to be playing for a while. And Bulls might, might play. And the, and second, the, second bubble. And the 76ers are probably looking for a new coach because Brett Brown, if they get swept, he should be fired. So. Another pink slip. Yep, pink slip. To be slid. Trifecta of pink slips. <laughs> First, big boy. Boylan. Next, um, Pelicans. I don't have a nickname for Alvin Gentry. And then... Alvin Judge Gentry. <laughs> and then the process, Brett Brown. No, I don't really have oh, no. <laughs> Also, if you're listening to this, Coach Boylan, we'd love to have you. Former Coach Boylan, we'd love to have you on the show. Gratefully appreciate your knowledge inside Bulls stuff. So if you, Jim Boylan, are listening, we'd love to have you. 
And even though we've said stuff about you, that's okay. Love to have you on the show. So thank you so much. Yeah. <laughs> that would be cool, actually. And I think that wraps up this episode. So episode 39 has come to a hilarious close. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the second of the week. Stay tuned for next week's upcoming episodes. It'll be number 40. 40. $40. (laughs) So we'll see what we have for that because we do not know. And a number that everyone dreads. 55. No, it's good. (laughs) A lot of our episodes are from the seat of our pants. So we'll see what happens when we get to episode 40. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And we're glad that we're finally able to get in um, NBA. Yep. Playoffs talk. Very excited. So because we, that's not seat of our pants. We've been trying to do that for a couple episodes. <laughs> we've always each. got one that we, you know, something ready. We've been trying to do the NBA playoff thing for, that a, doesn't wh- make the cut. for a while, but each time DJ Benny Bowl is like, I don't feel like it. Or I was like, I, or, I, <laughs> nah. or, or I was like, I don't feel like it. And then we would just skip it. I mean, no, nah, it's more of a, oh, we have something else. That, yeah, something else that has happened, and we want to get that in. I, and I, we want to get this, and, especially having this one, have it on full on, like, and we, I, like we'd like. And I know we have very long episodes sometimes, we're like almost three hours, two and a half hours. But that doesn't mean there wasn't time constraints or segments that we had to cut due yeah. to time issues. Yeah, exactly. The, it, it feels like we're, we're, we're on radio every day. Right, right. And so, I mean, I feel like you guys, fans, you should listen it to it that way. I mean, I myself, um, other podcasts that listen to it, it could take like two days, you know, split it across if you need to, you know. I feel like we're we're delivering some quality content that, um, and obviously like our description always says unique sports topics and probably some teams that you never heard of or never heard of yet you live close by and so i feel like you guys should dive into broaden those horizons you know and since um, i mean the bulls not not playing doesn't mean the end you know i'm saying like i mean we we love to go over you know everything regarding them though it's it's not the end and we're able to have um, other local teams um, I mean, obviously, Blackhawks is up there. Um, Bears. And Bears, Red Stars. Cubs. They're, they're coming up, so. So, um, one final, 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 final comment yeah. <laughs> is that we recently updated our description, the back description of the show, and I don't believe we ever mentioned it or announced this to the general public. So, I want to quote, read the whole thing, so bear with me. It is now... Two best friends living in the Chicago suburbs take on exciting and unique sports topics each week. DJ Benny the Bull is an expert on all things Arsenal, Bulls, Red Stars, Sky, White Sox, and WWE. Meanwhile, CJ Hawks specializes in everything on the Bears, Blackhawks, Bulls, Cubs, Manchester City, and tennis. What about the Wolves? That's not, we don't know that enough yet. We often have guests. (laughs) Make appearances to talk about our favorite teams, rivals, and other sports topics yeah. outside of our specialty. So, thank you. Enjoy your weekend. Party. Stay safe. Watch your favorite sports or 
favorite whatever favorite TV shows. So yeah, check out the the playoffs. Yeah, so, man, this is gonna be heated. Yeah, stay watch NHL NBA playoffs. Very excited, and talk to you next week.